Hi, everyone. Welcome to OCBC Insights, where we discuss the latest economic trends and developments. My name is Andrew, an analyst from OCBC's credit research team. While it's been less than a month, or just over three weeks to be exact, since we shared our monthly credit views for March, but as I am sure you will agree, it feels like a lifetime. March was a month to remember for all the wrong reasons, as credit markets crumbled under the weight of the COVID-19 outbreak, which brought collapsing valuations, disappearing market liquidity, and historic declines in credit indices. With markets on the brink, governments and central banks globally sprung into action, launching unprecedented stimulus packages both in scope and in size. While this led to a recovery in sentiments in US and Europe credit markets, market activity remained entirely selective, with only household and particularly stronger investment-grade names able to tap the market. While the market has continued to stabilize, we are still very far away from business as usual. Asia remains even further removed from returning to normal, with very little primary market activity even after uh, the government stimulus measures. Where the activity has been, however, is in the secondary market, which has been much more frantic. As the COVID-19 impact and disruptions grew in breadth and depth, market liquidity evaporated and bid-ask spreads widened tremendously as investors looked for bids anywhere in the market to generate liquidity. As at uh, time of this podcast, Syncredit is still trying to find its flaw, although it does feel like it is moving in a more constructive direction. Now, while government and central bank packages have done well to treat the extreme panic prevailing through credit markets, we do remain wary that such treatments are only addressing the symptoms and possibly not the underlying conditions. Elsewhere, news flow remains grim, uh, with infection rates rising, progressive open-ended shutdowns of activity leading to increasing economic hardship, and as such, we think the current rally or stabilization in credit will be short-term in nature. With the virus situation possibly yet to reach its peak, and a subsequent realization of the severe economic impact ahead, we expect credit news uh, to be uh, negative on escalating negative rating actions and rising defaults with credit spreads to remain under pressure. Now, as the impact of COVID-19 has expanded and the operating environment worsened, we have progressively signaled the potential and actual deterioration in credit profiles since early February. Firstly, by looking at those credits that were directly affected uh, through either their industry or location exposure to China, and then subsequently identifying those credits exposed to tighter financing conditions as risk-off sentiments rose in early March. Throughout this time, we progressively downgraded credits in our portfolio. We have downgraded uh, a total of nine credits uh, in the last two months. As time has gone on, the rating actions have progressively reflected more credits that were once very stable, but have now been caught up in the economic dislocation of COVID-19. So as the operating environment uh, has shifted dramatically, we anticipate making more adjustments to our credit profiles. The pace and the amount of those changes, however, are still somewhat fluid. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, we continue to review our portfolio and take actions as necessary and continue to believe that our current seven-point issuer profile scale provides a uh, decent indication of relative credit quality uh, for the issues under our coverage. And in our monthly credit view for April, which we published on March 31st, we have provided a nice color-coded uh, figure to highlight those credits that we think are relatively better positioned from a fundamental or a credit risk perspective. So where uh, do we think investors can find shelter in this storm? 
Well, we have covered it in, uh, in various uh, articles. However, uh, to summarize our top four fundamental calls for the broad sectors that we cover, number one, stay overweight on high-grade credit, and that is typically issue profiles of neutral three and above. For the REITs, uh, we are cautious on retail REITs, who we see as most vulnerable along with hospitality REITs as compared to office and industrial REITs. For Singapore property, property sorry, we see uh, increasing risks of a property market correction. Uh, we believe that developers may provide discounts to move units and raise liquidity as sales slow, and this could weigh on margins. Finally, uh, for financial institutions, similar to our overweight uh, call on high-grade credit, we also prefer better-rated financial institutions that are rated neutral three and above. Uh, Lower-rated financial institutions are more susceptible to the operating environment as they uh, typically have a weaker uh, business risk profile. Where financial institution credit profiles end up is difficult to say. Um, whilst it will undoubtedly deteriorate, uh, financial institutions are now part of the solution to this crisis. So we do expect some government intervention in credit profiles to ensure that the banks continue to support any recovery. Finally, from a technical or evaluation perspective, uh, with the situation evolving and no clarity on the end of COVID-19, it has been difficult to price risk as evidenced by the drop-off in primary activity and the widening in bid-ask spreads in the secondary market. As a result, we have ceased providing bond-level recommendations until liquidity and price stability returns to the SING market. We will endeavour to resume bond-level uh, recommendations as soon as possible. However, in the interim, we continue to re recommend for investors uh, already invested to continue holding high-grade senior bonds, senior bank papers, and uh, tier two capital instruments of select high-grade issuers. We also reiterate our underweight call on perpetuals, including additional tier one bank capital in light of the higher call risk and given issuers preference to preserve cash. You can find these recommendations in our credit monthly and some of the other themes covered in our special interest pieces. Again, we hope uh, to help you navigate the rocky path ahead. Thank you for listening. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.